0: What's up, everybody? January 21st, Sunday, episode 15 of the Sports Spectator podcast. The United States is freezing over. South Florida is a sunny and brisk, I believe, 50 or 60 degrees today. We've got a special guest on today. Woo, I think I met this gentleman via the NFT craze uh, going on in earlier in COVID. Correct me if I'm wrong, but thanks for joining <laughs> yeah. and good to have you on.
1: Man, that was, that was a crazy time. It still is. Thanks for having me. You guys are doing an incredible job, man! Episode fifteen—that's amazing.
0: Episode fifteen, yeah. and and you uh, are also heavily involved in sports as well. I know that you've got a sports project coming up right now. So, do you want to share any of your background, kind of in this uh, this sports world, especially in South Florida?
1: Absolutely. Um, well, first of all, I'm a photographer in Miami. Um, you know, I started just. Uh, Things from street and and, uh, fashion and lifestyle stuff. And then I transitioned into sports. And then I was a a photographer for the Miami Dolphins for about three years. Um, Also, the University of Miami. So I covered, you know, their basketball, football, baseball. Um, And I've always loved sports, man. And it's just, you know, I think Miami has one of the best teams, right? And um, I just wish we had a better fan base. I think that's something that Miami needs to work on and um but that's that's how I'm tied to the sports world, right? I love everything Miami. Um all my teams, my favorite teams are from here except except baseball. It's it's the Marlins. I love the Marlins, you know, home team, I got a rep. But in my household it was always the Yankees. Yeah. You know and um the reason why is because my is, you know, one of the first Panamines, uh, you know, from Panama, was one of the first Panamines that was out there, and he was crushing it, obviously one of the biggest closers of all time. Yep. So my dad was, like, in love with him. So it was always Yankees and Marlins in the house. So besides that,
0: everything else is all Miami. Wow. That's, that's a fun fact. I didn't know that, that he's uh, from Panama. So he must be an absolute legend, icon in that country.
1: They... Man, when he goes, every time he went back, it was just like, you know, it, it was crazy. They they did everything for him. And I mean, yes, they did everything for him. But one of the best things is that he gave a of well. And I think that was one of the most important things of why he was so loved over there. You know, because he gave so much to his community, creating academies, you know, for kids to play and things like that. And I think that, that was a huge success for him.
0: Wow. Big shout out to Mariano Rivera. Juan, I don't know. Uh, I mean, that was an interesting introduction. I kind of want to talk on some of the photography stuff, or <laughs> should we go into the dolphins? Oh my goodness!
2: Uh, I wish we had more time during the day. I wish there were more than twenty five hours because I feel like, woo! First and foremost, thank you so much for coming on. For coming on, I am super excited to just talk shop with you. Again, we have an incredible agenda for today. I can just tell from the. Original, the OG Florida Marlins hat that, like us, you are an absolute diehard South Florida sports fan. So I am just absolute. super hyped to get into it. I am super excited for us to go through all the good takes, all the bad takes, all the controversial takes. I'm super duper, duper hyped, man. Um, so, yeah, boys, with that, let's go ahead and get into it. Again, big, big shout out to today's very special guest, Woo! Make sure that you check out. So I know Wu, you have a podcast that you're also working on yourself.
1: Yes, I'm uh, right now. I'm working on a podcast called The Major Upside. Um, it's going to talk about, you know, it's really about sports culture. Um I want, you know, tie it into sports media too. Like I want to definitely talk with other creators, you know, other like photographers, videographers. I feel like they don't get the love, and I feel like it's something different that I can bring to the table where I have that connection, right? So. Um, I want to bring that in and also leadership because I'm also, you know, into business and I'm, I'm always chopping it up and, and listening to other leaders, right? And how I can get better. So I feel like there's a lot of leaders in the sports world that people don't really recognize, whether it's behind the scenes or, uh, you know, team staff or team personnel, you know, like a, let's say a GM or something, right? that I have knowledge uh, that they want to drop whatever they want to give to us. So that's that's kind of where I'm going with it and where I'm going with it.
2: Dude, man, I, I absolutely love that. I mean, I think you mentioned it a little bit earlier that South Florida, it's an incredible, incredible sports town. But I think right now we tend to get a reputation where most South Florida sports fans Uh, tend to be more bandwagon fans, more fair weather fans. So I feel like all of us here, we have, um, I want to say a collective effort in that we really want to show not just the rest of the country, but really the world in general, that Miami and South Florida as a whole, like we are a sports town. Like a lot of the times people think like Boston, that's a sports town, Uh, maybe LA, that's a sports town. And again, we want to be in that same conversation. So I absolutely love what you're doing. I'm super hyped to listen to um your podcast um i love the name by the way uh upside i always feel like that's a term that you hear a lot like during the draft people say like oh yeah this individual has a lot of upside um i'm a little bit jealous that we didn't think of it first but that is i love <laughs> love, love love the title man um yeah bro so once again sure thank, yeah of course man uh we of course love collaborating with other individuals that again focus on the south florida community so with that being said guys Let's go ahead and get into today's agenda. So as always, we're going to talk about... Let's do it. Let's do it, baby. We're talking Miami Dolphins. We're talking Miami Heat. We're talking Inter-Miami. Again, a lot of takes for you guys. Super excited for this episode. So let's go ahead and start off with the hot topic that obviously the most trending thing that is occurring right now is the NFL playoffs. So as of the time of recording this podcast, the Ravens, AFC, absolutely destroyed the Houston Texans yesterday. And again, the Ravens, of course, destroyed the Miami Dolphins a little while back um and honestly, man, they really seem like they are the team to beat man i'm I'm not really seeing a team that that's looking any hotter than they are um let's get into it, boys Woo, what do you think ravens they're
1: they're rolling man, and you know for me, I think during that big that the whole big trust era, right, I think they should have gone to the super Bowl at that time, um, so I feel like they've been you know, they've been fighting for it. And yesterday's game, it started out slow, you know, and I was like, man, this this looks like the Raven that's going to, you know, fall again. And then all of a sudden, that switch from Lamar came and he's, you know, running two touchdowns, getting everybody back up And you know. So I see them, and once they focus like that, because their defense, you can't run against them. They're, it's just, they're like a brick, a wall, a, a, a brick wall. Um, so it's just, it was exciting to see. Like once he stepped it up, boom. And I don't see anybody stopping him, To be honest with you, not not in the AFC East, and maybe you know if they play the 49ers, I think they're going to do in in the Super Bowl. I think that's going to be a great matchup because it's going to be a good offense versus great defense. So.
2: Yeah, man, it's it's going to look electric. I mean, here, here's a fun stat that I actually just read about that. Apparently, in the modern Super, Super Bowl era, there's been six instances where a quarterback has thrown for 150 yards or more and rushed for 100 yards or more with two touchdowns or more. Of those six instances, Lamar Jackson literally owns three of those instances. 50% of the times that has happened, this one individual, Big Trust, owns three of them. That's crazy, man. And right now, he is literally the front runner of the MVP race. And uh, again, I just sincerely cannot make an argument against him. Yeah. Um, Again, I hate the fact that he destroyed the the Dolphins. And I hate the fact that, you know, they're going to be going to the AFC championship game. Obviously, I wish hashtag that was us. Um, But again, I love seeing sensational teams. And I love seeing I mean, we've talked about it on this podcast a couple of times, like Lamar Jackson, all of the adversity that he faced. Coming out of Louisville, everyone called him a running back. You know, they said it's like he can't throw. He doesn't have the quarterback mentality. So seeing the guy thrive, and again, he is, I'm fairly certain. I'm going to say with confidence, I'd have to double check, but I'm fairly certain he actually is a South Florida native. So that's kind of our dog. He is. Okay, awesome. Thanks for confirming that. So that's sort of something, an argument that we can make as South Florida sports fans that, again, even though it's not the Dolphins, he's playing for Baltimore. Always love to see a South Florida native uh making it that big. So yeah, absolutely there with you, bro.
1: I think Florida breeds great players, right? Um and he's just another one that, that just happens to just be taking over the mantle for it. And right now he's he's crushing it. Right? Like you said, I can't there was a point this season where I was like, Oh man, there's a lot of MVPs, you know, you know, we have McCaffrey, you you have you know Tight Hill at one point, you had two of you were throwing in there, and then all of a sudden he just ran with it, you know. And right now, it's it's absolutely no denying, you know. Even the other coaches, uh, you know, Coach Ryan from Houston was like, Yeah, this is why he deserves be. You yeah, know? man, like he just got his eyes kicked by him, so he knows. You know. Yeah,
2: real, real respect, real bro, like it's <laughs> it's <laughs> as simple as that, but all right, so obviously, we love. Or, I guess, not necessarily we love the Ravens, but we respect their game, if nothing else. Uh, But the other big AFC matchup that we have is Bills-Chiefs. So what dog are we taking in this fight? I want to say, naturally, we're taking the Chiefs because we don't want to root for our divisional rivals in the Bills. But, John, Wu, what do
0: you guys think about uh, that game? Fuck both these teams. But (laughs) I'm taking the, the Chiefs to cover. That's 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 what I'm going for. That's my dog in the fight. But, okay, yeah, I jeeps. hate I hate this game.
2: <laughs> Some if somehow both teams could just lose, if if that was an oh, option, yeah, we, we, we would I take that wish away. I wish
0: the Bengals were there. I wish just someone else was there, man. But yeah, oh
2: dude,
1: I absolutely hate the Bills, man. So I I will never root for them. I'll never root for the Bills. I never root for the Jets. You just won't you won't find it in me, but. This is one of those games where I I would like to see it after it's done. I'd like to see the stats in Twitter or wherever, because I'm not even watching that game. I don't care for any any of them, you know, and and this never the result of whatever happens, right? But um, I'm just hoping that whoever it is, it really does just whoop that ass, because, um, you know, I I, I hate the Bills, and I kind of don't like the Chiefs. Not that I don't like the Chiefs. I'm kind of tired of, Seeing them all the time, you know, seeing Mahomes on all these commercials, like, yo, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. I need to see somebody. I get it, he's the face of the NFL, it's, you know, it's awesome, but I'm done with that. I need, some, I need something else,
0: yeah, I'm, bro. I'm, I'm trying mean, to figure out like, what is the preferred NFL storyline here because both teams work. That's how I'm like just imagining every matchup now in the playoffs. Like, who would the NFL prefer? It's like Lamar Jackson makes sense. But this game, this game's interesting. Cause like if, if the bills win, Josh Allen like has that, that resurgence of like the golden boy. I and mean, then if Mahomes wins, yeah, it's like the face of the NFL. So it's like, which one do you think they prefer? What, who do you think they prefer? Juan?
2: You know, if I had to put money on it, I feel like the script writers would probably want the bills. Cause of the whole DeMar <laughs> yeah. Hamlin situation, um, yeah. I don't know. They'll, they'll, they'll somehow plug that in into like a second coming i don't know obviously easter's around the corner they'll find a way to kind of <laughs> like no they'll, they'll they'll find a way to connect that somehow and just been like yeah like yeah it's the bills close to christianity potentially we're not saying it is but potentially i could see that happening just like as a crazy marketing stunt i don't know man that that's just my take on it yeah i hope somehow i'm all folks- in on
0: that take yeah i'm all in
2: <laughs> It could, it could happen, dude. Vegas, I feel like they would love that as a script. Obviously, the NFL would love that as a script. Um, I don't know. Everyone says that, like, at the end of the day, all of these games are rigged. They might be. They might not be. Who knows? But I feel like that's probably what the NFL wants. They're going to end up winning at the end of the day because it's like, regardless of who wins that matchup, there's, like, a storyline that they can money off of. Uh, the only ones losing well, here are are us, Dolphins fans, where, you know... <laughs>
1: I'm going to have to go uh, the other way. I'm going to say the Jeez. Chiefs. And only because they're going to milk the Taylor Swift thing. And they're going to keep milking it until the end. Of it. Like, this whole season, they're just going to milk it. So, yes. you know, imagine if, you know, they make it to the NFC Championship. And, you know, she's she's up there. And obviously, you know, they always going to the coming to her. Yeah. If it's going to bring ratings. The Swifties watching the game. Viewership is going to jump up, you know, fifteen percent because of her. So that's what the NFL wants, you know, and they want to keep riding that until the end of the season, and hopefully, you know, and I don't next, next season too. But right now, they're just riding that horse, and they're going to they're gonna keep riding it. So, right, I got two takes
0: from that. So this game is actually the rebirth of Demar Hamlin versus Taylor Swift. That's that's the Ooh. real. Fight. And then, on top of that, imagine, going to the viewership, Travis Kelsey proposal to Taylor Swift at the AFC Championship or damn. Super Bowl. <laughs> Those are big numbers right there. Yeah. I mean, damn. i could, you I could imagine, s-
1: bro? I think the, like, the, internet, the viewership, all that
0: Literally, yeah. It'd be the you Kim know. Kardashian picture, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: dude. I could I could see like the corniest pickup line, just being like, "Baby, I'm not the only one getting a ring this season." Yes. Oh my god. That was perfect. Yeah, dude. But, bro, to to John, exactly to your point. I hate both of these teams. Like, I'll root for Russia before I root for the Bills oh, wow. or the Chiefs, man. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm. I'm, I can't I can't stand it it's uh, one of my most popular takes on this podcast is I am a hater first and a fan second. Um, <laughs> but yeah man like We're I just on the federal watch list now. Yeah I mean we, we've said some yeah, pretty wild know, things
1: on um, a no-fly zone from Monday, from Monday,
2: Monday. oh yeah no bro some of the things no that we've said day. on this podcast like I'm surprised that when I've gone through TSA they haven't like you know pulled me on the <laughs> They're like yeah um, you've been making some questionable takes uh, on the internet we just we'd like to have a discussion with you. Um, so if it hasn't happened already, it will hundred percent happen after this podcast. Like I'm fully prepared, you know, <laughs> Latino guy frequently, from frequently flying to and from Colombia, making takes about Russia and all of this. Is, yeah. So I'm yes. cooked. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, yeah, bro. Bill's chiefs. We'll see how that, we'll see how that goes. Uh, John, I still agree. I think chiefs covering the spread. I, last time I saw them, they were. Covering it, was, they were at plus six. Is that the line you took, or I don't know uh, if that changed. It should be
0: even higher. Luckily, I think I got like seven. Oh, players. it went up. Okay, I, know, I, did it, I did it the other day, but um,
1: they're definitely gonna cover,
0: yeah, yeah, I six think or
1: seven so. doesn't matter, cover for sure.
2: It is, it is, it is Patrick Mahomes' uh first road play. Like, I actually thought this was a bonkers statistic. That's that crazy. It's his first road playoff game, like. Aside, that's, from, well, that's crazy. That's yeah, like crazy. aside from the Super Bowl, where technically last year he was, they were the away team. Like this is literally the first non-Super Bowl playoff game where the Chiefs will be wearing white, which is their away. Um, so this is sort of a legacy game for him if you think about it, because first playoff game, not at Arrowhead. Like, how will he perform under the pressure? I don't know if State Farm has a policy <laughs> for that. <laughs> but the premium the premium is probably really insane um i don't like state farm though they are a terrible insurance provider um so they will not be sponsoring this podcast i'm <laughs> sorry go geico yeah <laughs> geico all the way baby like this is a geico preferred podcast i do not like state farm terrible terrible premiums awful coverage i'm sorry anyways back to it football
1: is. <laughs> yeah it is if Andy Reid wasn't a coach, would Mahomes still be as successful as he is?
2: Ooh. That's a, oh man. Wow. All right. We just tacked on 40 minutes to this podcast. <laughs> okay. That is a tough one, man. Cause it's, it's, it's sort of like a chicken and the egg debate. Cause you can kind of compare this to the whole Belichick and Brady thing of like, was one better without the other. And obviously in that situation, Brady oh, left new England. He won a super bowl. <laughs> I'm gonna... We saw
1: that we saw that dismantle Belichick right now. I mean, he's, right now yeah. he's unemployed. He is. You know what
2: I'm he's unemployed. You know, like Mike McDaniel still has a job. Belichick at the unemployment line though. So, who statistically is the better head coach? I don't know. I think the guy that has a job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm UPS is
2: hiring. Yeah, UP. They they are. You know, six figure salaried <laughs> Off the bat, not bad. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say that. I do not think Patrick Mahomes would be as, as successful without Andy Reed um, just because I'm looking at his track record prior to the chiefs. He had a pretty successful run with the Eagles um, even prior to the chiefs. So he knew what he was doing. Like they drafted him for a reason. So I think he saw a specific potential in him had Patrick Mahomes been drafted by, let's say the Chicago bears um, probably would not have been as good. I feel like, when you first start off in the NFL, you do need a good coach to develop you, and that's when you can. I mean, look at look at uh, the Packers right now. Jordan Love, like the guy, everyone questioned why he got drafted, and now suddenly the guy wins one playoff games. And all I saw on Twitter today is that he is expected to be like top five highest paid in the league, which is which is insane, insane to me. Insane. Like this is the equivalent of literally getting an a when you do nothing
0: as part of the group project like the rest of the time <laughs> mean, it's a better it's it's a more deserving deal than deshaun watson's
1: that is oh 100 percent. that is, oh, that that was, is uh, true yeah 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 that was terrible
0: that it's funny now though because it's like that whole conversation with joe flacco like after that playoff game now it's like well wait a second is this yeah. still like what do we actually think here that is that is tough, man. And but
2: I will give a shout out to Jordan Love. Like he does have a nice touch on the football. Such a nice touch, in fact, that I bet Deshaun Wa- Deshaun Watson saw that touch and was like, "I want that as a massage." Because who, nice <laughs> who would you rather have? Who G- would
0: you rather have? CJ Stroud, uh, Jordan Love. Yeah, who would you rather have? Behind the I, would I was going to say or of. Deshaun Watson's masseuse, but I was like,
2: no, I'd rather have two of
0: <laughs> two, two of. all the way.
2: I don't care. Get- I'm picking two over over all of them. Oh yeah, dude. I'm picking two uh, over all of them. I like that. Yeah, like I don't care what numbers they put up, dude. I'm sticking with Uno, bro. Like he is, he's my guy. I'm ride or die. Until management or McDaniel decides to move on from him, he is my guy, and he has my full trust. Until they, I
1: just think it's crazy, and here here, this goes back to the Mayweather fans that we have. Like everyone wants. Not everyone, but I saw a Twitter a lot of people who wanted him out. And I'm like, dude, he literally had, you know, one of the best QB seasons we've seen. Like, yeah, we had you know, we didn't move to the Super Bowl we all expect expected it, you know to me. But dude literally had one of the best QB seasons that Miami has seen. And they want him out, they want McDaniel out, and I'm like, We're so spoiled, man. We are so you can spoil as Miami fans, and you guys suck. You know? <laughs> I'm Everybody a- watching this uh, that, that said that you suck, dude. You <laughs> suck. You're one of the worst fans, and just... I'm, a-, a-, you, bro.
2: I'm <laughs> a big believer that a lot of those fans were people that came on board, like, right around 2020 when we first got to them, and they have not seen some of the mediocrity, and they have not had to deal with some of the pain. That us more, you know, experienced Dolphins fans have had to go through. I mean, we've had to see, you know, Jay Cutler, Brock Osweiler, uh, Ryan Tannehill, who I don't care what anyone says. He was ass. He was straight cheeks. Terrible players that now we get a season where we get double digit wins go into the playoffs. Again, we were expected to get more. Some people were saying we were going to have the number 1 seed, <laughs> me obviously included. I made that take on this podcast. So yeah, man, a lot of those freaking people and I know exactly the takes you're talking about that like we lose that game and everybody wants a And so you got to be like, "Whoa, whoa, pump the brakes, buddy." Like, you look at the numbers. What are you talking about? Like we just we got to improve a couple of things, but like he is our guy. Like we we have to put our trust in him. So 100% could not agree with you more there. Woo. Yeah, so they don't watch football. The ones who say that, honestly. Nah, dude, it's the Twitter warriors, dude. Uh, you know, like Drake said, uh, uh trigger fingers turn to uh, Twitter fingers, and that's these guys. <laughs> so, still on the on the topic of playoffs. So, I think we we obviously we're in agreement. We hate the Bills. We hate the Chiefs. But as Dolphins fans, who are we sort of rooting for? Um, I will personally say, you know, we talked about it actually on our episode last week. I'm personally rooting for the Lions. Hashtag One Pride. Ooh. They got my fandomship for the remainder of the playoffs. John Woo. I don't know about you guys.
0: Um, I think I'm going with the Lions as well. I'm also going for the Ravens, but I'm I'm either I'm between the Lions Bucks on that side on the NFC and then AFC. Yeah, Ravens for sure. Take it.
1: What about you, Woo man? I think there's there's this great storyline, right? Like the Bucks. You have Baker Mayfield. Like, Baker Mayfield is what we thought Johnny Football was going to be, right? Johnny Manziel, we thought that was he what he was supposed to be, you know? And just his comeback story. And, you know, I was I was living in Charlotte. I lived in Charlotte for about three years. I lived in Charlotte when he came to the Panthers. And, you, know, mostly, you know, we thought it was so bad for him because he just, he went through three teams in one year, right? And it was just insane. So just to see him come out, you know, with the Bucks and just, He's a gunslinger, bro, and he's 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 the type of person he asks questions later. So um, I like that. I Love the line, man. That Campbell is one of the best coaches I've seen. If you ever get a chance, man, go on YouTube, look at his speech, look for his speech, and the dude just fires you up, and it's crazy because I had no idea he was part of the Dolphins coaching staff. Yeah, and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why do we we release someone like that? You know. Mm -hmm. Like, this guy is on fire, bro. And I would run through a brick wall for that dude as a coach. Um, You know, so there's a lot of storylines. For me, um, you know, I think as much as I'm hoping that they beat us, I would like to see Lamar win a chip before, you know, before his decline. Like, the guy's in his prime right now. But, you know, the window, especially nowadays, bro, where you have, you know, people... Asking for trades and the team can change like this. So, windows, like windows are very small. Every year, anyone can win it, you know, because of trades, because of cap space, because whatever, right? Because somebody, you know, you you bring a rookie up and he's all of a sudden, you know, a pro bowler. So, a lot of things can happen. A lot of things have changed. It's it's like they always say, any given Sunday. Any given Sunday, baby. For me, I'm going with the Ravens to win the whole thing. I used to love, I mean, I still love, I love the 49ers. I love Brock Purdy. I like his story, too. That's another good story as well. I um, hate the hate that he gets. You know, is, oh, he's a system quarterback. I'm like, yo, dude, is just, he's just a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he has great players around him, but he still still needs to make it happen. So I was, I was happy to see him yesterday. I think that was a legacy drive for him you know, 10 back in the game and, and put them to score. And, you know, you saw CMC score. So I think I'm really loving these playoffs, to be honest with you. My team's not in it, but I'm enjoying it. The only thing I'm not enjoying is this Bills and Chiefs game. <laughs> I wish it wasn't there. But everything else, it's it's been awesome. And um, I think Raven's going to take the Super Bowl.
0: I hope so. Okay, I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan and I can't stand the 49ers and I have a really good friend That's a huge 49ers fan and I just don't want to see him win a chip in in my lifetime as his friend <laughs> So go Ravens
2: Okay, so I feel like our ideal Super Bowl then the The Sports Spectator branded Super Bowl that we are rooting for is Lions versus the Ravens Sounds like it's it's our ideal one But yeah, we- man Woo, I think to your point, so many great storylines, like regardless of what team you look at, there's just something cool. Um, Yeah, man, Baker Mayfield, I love that story. And I mean, you couldn't have said it better. Um, He literally is what everyone wanted uh, Johnny Manziel to be. The guy's face faced some serious adversity, not just three teams, but I think he's technically had like eight different coaches technically all throughout uh, those 10 years. Um, yeah, man. Obviously, Lions, Jared Goff, a city that they didn't win a playoff game like, you know, 30 years since their last one. Just so many great storylines, but couldn't agree more.
1: With Jared Goff, I also like that he's playing with a huge chip on his shoulder. Oh, big time. Like big time, huge, bro. you know, he he like he was so happy. I know he celebrated when he beat L.A. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: Uh, you know, because
2: that was like, like, mm, take that, you know, like, Toma. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Oh dude, a hundred percent. I mean, yeah, everyone wrote him off. Former former uh number one round pick. Which actually funny enough, I, I just realized that tonight Jared Goff and Baker Mayfield are two former number one round uh or sorry, first overall picks going against each other. So yeah, dude, that's another storyline. Yeah,
0: they're playing right now. Yeah. You're right, yes, they are. Oh my Supposedly, uh, the guy that was talking shit about Baker Mayfield not being a good quarterback just tipped him off. <laughs> CJ Gardner. <laughs> That's gotta hurt. Speaking um, of hashtag Juan, yeah. I was laughing at this subject the second we started the show with these ones that you put here for the future hashtag that the Dolphins will soon need.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, man! I'm I'm excited to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I wanted actually to move on um to our next agenda topic, which was, yeah, just let's focus a little bit more on the dolphins obviously playoffs a lot more to come again, super excited with all of the outcomes, but yeah man, speaking a little bit about the dolphins, so woo, I don't know if you heard about these uh this recent news, but apparently the Miami Dolphins are retiring their hashtag fins up, which was sort of their go to you know motto uh for pretty much everything, apparently margaritaville has um a copyright on that motto. So the Dolphins because of that obviously not create any issues. Um I assume they're gonna be generating some type of motto. But obviously before they get the opportunity to do that, I wanted us to take some time in this episode and see which one that we could come up with. Now, I have a few ideas that I want to share with you guys, but I don't know if you guys have given that any thoughts. So woo John, have you guys thought about that before we go into one? Ones?
1: I got one. I do want to say um, I'm not going to hold my breath. I, I don't think anything's going to happen with the whole fins up. I think we're still going to use it. I, there has been, well, maybe I'm wrong, but there's been no official statement from the Dolphins saying that they were going to re, 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 like, stop using
0: it. That is
1: true. has had that trademark for a, a while. And they've been, you know, what they were saying is that they've known that, you know, we use it and stuff like that. I think this was just, you know, somebody picked up on it, put it up on social and then everyone just, it. um, it's official that, you know, that it's going to be retired. Um, with Twitter, when you use those hashtags and you get the little, um, you know, the little logo on the, the little phone, logo, you're yeah. paying over a million dollars or it all depends on how big your, your followers are. Right. But for teens, from what I, you know, I remember uh, reading, most teams are paying over a million dollars to have their team logo on a hashtag, right? Wow. So I think when and and, more, and a lot of teams they remove remove uh, it after the season because you're paying for it, you don't know, need it anymore, mm-hmm. um, things like that. Which is why I get mad that you haven't it, doesn't pay for it because I would love to see a U logo, but whatever, that's another, that's another story. Uh, so having that hashtag, um, I think we're, we're not going to go rid of things. But if we were, the hashtag that I was thinking was, and this is going to be just maybe temporary for the next two or three years or two, however we extend to a when we do. But take take us to a Super Bowl. Ooh. I like it. Ooh. I can't take care of it because I saw that saying somewhere on twitter but i'm like that should be a high start and that's it dude i i
2: i love that er um i think i actually i was in a fantasy league um time back and i think actually that made me think of someone's name that they have which was uh tua infinity and beyond that's what it made me think of that's fire yeah but i do love that take us to a super bowl oh dude the the merchandise yeah, wow, sales true. that would go on that just like having that across the chest legendary bro yeah that would yeah. be crazy i'm a big fan i think that gets my vote but i want to say one of the ones that i thought off with which i was uncontrollably laughing my my ass off when i thought about it you guys ready for it i would go with hashtag about to eek <laughs> <laughs> like how dolphins go eek 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 yeah. <laughs> hashtag about to eek
1: oh man i'm actually good
0: i got nothing compared to yours Juan. you gotta just keep going on your list all right all right so i'll keep going
2: down i'll keep going down on this all right so we have two pretty good ones right now so take us to super bowl about to eek the other one that i that i came up with was hashtag bottle noses up so instead of fins up we're just taking another part of the dolphin's anatomy and just saying oh, oh, the bottle, know the bottle the nose. It. That's what I thought of. I was like, all right, we'll just pick another body part of, that the dolphin has. Like, not the flippers, not the fin. Let's let's go with the
0: bottle noses. Dude, dorsal's and then, up. That's the dorsal fin. Dorsal's up. Dorsal's, dorsals, dorsals, up. dorsals <laughs> up.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I guess any body part of the dolphin, flipper, blowhole. That's probably. That's probably. I not, not be good. using that Yeah, <laughs> probably not so, that. Yeah. <laughs> that was was real at the bottom but yeah maybe many any body part of the dolphin we could probably use flipper yeah but yeah bottlenoses was the one because then i thought "Eh, i'm trying to spin zone it and it's just like well a body a bottlenose and then like if you really want to like fuck up an opponent you can like you know like use the bottlenose that's where i was thinking at the dolphins probably won't go with that one but i figured like twitter could probably have fun with that one, I'm actually surprised it's never been used before. But yeah, I thought of it uh, earlier, so that was my thought.
1: I think if I mean, if they really want to just keep it simple, just put fins out with a pH.
2: Yeah, that yeah. that's pretty good. That yeah, literally yeah. as simple as that.
1: This is it's really just not simple. <laughs> if if they wanna, you know, if they're going to get into a legal battle, that's not going to be worth it to pay, you know, millions to Margarita Bell of all things, like, you know, you don't know, freaking think about Margarita Bell, only think about Fins Up, like, come on, but if they, if they do, I think PH, you know, Fins, Fins Up will be just fine, you know, and, and we'll be all
2: right. I could see that, yeah, yeah, I'm actually, I'm, because to your point, Wu, that, that is a good I I never even thought about it cuz this this headline I just we just picked it up cuz we saw it trending we saw a couple different like uh accounts like dolphins accounts on Twitter they started picking it up but you're absolutely right like the dolphins never made any sort of official statement and now it got me thinking now I'm almost going through this rabbit hole in my head that you know with the passing of Jimmy Buffett cuz obviously Jimmy Buffett was the owner of Margaritaville and I know Stephen Ross he was actually pretty good friends with Jimmy Buffett So now I'm thinking, now I'm going all um, (laughs) X-Files, trying to think to myself. It's like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, what's the connection there? But who knows? Like, that might be one of those situations where it's just like, hey, these are questions that you don't want answers to, buddy. Like, you're going to end up in a world of hurt if you ask too many questions. So (laughs) So, the last one, uh, John, Wu. Oh. John Woo. That's actually funny since that's an actor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the last hashtag that I had thought of, um, and I'll give you a little bit of a backstory. So I don't know if you've ever heard uh, the Chicago Bears. They were formerly called uh, the Monsters of the Midway. That was a the thing they had going for a while. Back in, that was like in the 80s when they had, you know, essentially the best uh, defense. And actually the Dolphins lost a Super Bowl to that same uh, Bears team. But that was one. That was a name that they had, Monsters of the Midway. So I, I rolled with that, and I thought about the fact: well, dolphins are mammals, so maybe mam- hashtag #mammals of the Midway.
0: That one's a no for me, dog. Okay, I'll take, well, I'll take dorsals up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that was that is why that one was at the bottom mm. of the list. Uh, that was that was just like me literally shitposting on the agenda when I thought about that one. <laughs> So I think I think I think the first two that we mentioned would probably get our 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 votes. So two. So hashtag take us to a the Super Bowl and hashtag about to eek. I think we'll take, go ahead
1: and throw a, take us to a Super Bowl.
2: Take us to a Super. That's it. yes. Take us to a Super Bowl. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. I love. It. But we got to talk about what are our biggest needs during this offseason? I mean, Wu, do you have anyone that you could foresee the Dolphins getting as part of like potential free agent? picking anyone up, and I guess more importantly, yeah, what do you think the needs are that the Dolphins should address this offseason?
1: I think for one, um, I think the main thing really is defense. There are so many things that we have to do. I think we need to sign all the franchise tag, Christian Wilkins. Um, You know, we lost three of our end rushers. Right. You have Phillips, you have Chubbs, you know, you got Van, um, Van Ginko, I don't know how to say his, his name right. I no, of think um, <laughs> the Ace Ventura movie every time I hear his name. But we lost all those people. And, you know, only a handful of them are signed. And we need to, you know, make sure we, we get it back. Because the, the defense, right, it was ranked seventh for the most sacks with 56. I mean, they had the highest sacks for, in franchise history at 56. And think we came front line, if we don't make sure that we don't get Wilkins back, have those edge records, we're definitely gonna have a problem. For sure. you know, and then on the offensive side of things, obviously everyone's talking about Tua's, you know, are we gonna sign him an extension? Are we gonna pay him the 50 million? I love Tua. I love Tua. I don't know if it's worth $50 million. I don't know if we need to give him... Uh, I, I highly doubt they will, but I don't know if we need to give him the end of the, this contract here that he has and then see what from there, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like he has earned an extension. I just don't know if I'd pay the fifty mil for it. You know what I'm saying? And Excellent. one of the problems that, like, you know, people are having with McDonald's is, like, is he doubling down too much on Tua, right? Like, meaning, should he move on for him? I don't personally think so. Um, You know, there's a lot of talk out there saying that they should. But because I think we're all burned from Adam Gates, right? Like, he had a first-round pick in Tannehill, and he doubled down, like, you know, he doubled down, his, and, and we got burned for it, you know? He wasn't a guy. and. He, did, he didn't move on from it, and that's why he has his job, too. I mean, aside from many other kind of stupid things he did, but um, I think on offense, we need to make sure we we either – we need to fix something with two. I don't know what that's going to look like. I think everything else we have pretty much covered. Our O-line is really – was injured most of the year. Like, we never really had the same front for more than, like, 54 games. Like, it was always more. So it's tough to have an offense like that, you know, when you have new people coming just jumping in the out, You know,
2: no, oh, I agree, I agree, hundred percent. It's it's tough, bro, and I think you hit it like you hit the nail on the head right there. Um, I a hundred percent agree with the uh, the defense. Um, and actually, after seeing how the Ravens and the Forty ers both performed yesterday, I feel like one dire need that we need is we really need some more solid linebackers. I feel like that is an area where a lot of teams don't seem to invest heavily in. But here we saw two teams that invested heavily in that position. Ravens, perfect example. They got Roquan Smith, um, 49ers. They got Javon Kinlaw, and they got the linebacker that made the pick yesterday to basically seal the game um, for for, for the 49ers. So I think we're seeing that that's an area that, The Dolphins are very weakened that we could definitely improve. I don't know if it's by picking someone up that might be um, in the free agent market Um, right now. I can't think of a name, but again, it might be something that we address during the draft. Uh, Potentially, I know this specific draft is very, very defense heavy. So I think there is an opportunity there. More edge rushers that obviously could not hurt. Again, if we get to the draft and the best player available is an edge rusher. 100% I feel like that is a big pickup um the O-line that's probably my biggest need and it's more being able to get someone who is a solid backup in the O-line because our O-line was very very good when we were healthy I mean I remember the first couple of games like the Dolphins didn't allow a single sack so we were good when we were really healthy but obviously as those starters started going down we did not have the next man up. yeah literally like Tua just started getting destroyed. Like, thank God he was taking those judo classes because, like, you could see he, like, legit learned how to fall when he was getting <laughs> sacked. Because uh, otherwise... Oh, I was a black belt, boy. Oh, yeah, bro. Like,
1: you're not getting me.
2: Dude, he was doing rush hour four, like, on the field, basically, like, during every single snap. Like... <laughs> so, I feel like those are my biggest needs. Personally, I think we're perfect in the wide receiver category. I think we're good there. Um Running back... I'm hearing rumors that maybe Derrick Henry, um, I mean, we posted about it earlier this week. Derrick Henry went on the busing with the boys podcast for barstool sports. He said that he wanted to go to Miami. So potentially, I mean, we get a three headed, a three headed dragon there with uh, a Chang, Mostert, and Derrick Henry. That would be incredible. But yeah, O-line and defense. Those are my biggest needs right there. And to your point, Wu, um, The topic of Tua, as we can see, has been very, very, very polarizing in pretty much any forum, whether you're talking about it on Instagram or Twitter, or even in person, everyone seems to have a very polarizing take. Either you're someone, like I would say us, where we say, no, I think Tua is our guy. He needs to improve a couple of things, but we're happy sticking with him. Um, I would also agree with you that I don't necessarily think he deserves right now, like, A contract in the 50 50 million to 60 million or even 40 million a year uh, type of situation but again with jordan love now potentially being a top five highest paid qb with winning one playoff game maybe the qb market has like completely changed and i'm just not aware of some of the metrics that go into it but he's our guy i agree I I need to see a little bit more before we give him that type of extension but yeah I agree 100% we, we keep him so it's going to be interesting I mean,
1: look, at, look at Dak man. Dak got a crazy Dak failed all the playoff days
0: you know, last year
1: he got a crazy extension so I don't I don't I don't, I don't I don't I don't know what's happening in the market but I think Jordan Love's contract is definitely going to put eyes and um you know, the quarterbacks moving forward, so yeah, to like, me, I want my son to be a quarterback now. Like, I'm like, yo, you better start like my future son, right? I'm like, you better start running either baseball or you to
2: guarantee money
1: or you become a quarterback because it's, it's insane the money that they're getting.
2: Yeah, bro, you gotta just uh start getting him, uh, you know, shotgun formation, pistol formation, start working on the handoffs and. <laughs> Bro, right there, even it seems like anyone now can get $50 million a year. All you got to do is win one playoff game, and now you get to command that type of money, bro. So, yeah, 100%. (laughs) Like, Bro,
1: I honestly did not know anything about Jordan Love till till about, like, two months ago. Yeah. He came out of nowhere. No idea who he was,
2: you know? Literally came out of nowhere. And I think, John, your guy, Dak Prescott, I think – I don't know why it happens, but I feel like another reason why I don't want Tua to get paid. And you can call me, you know, pessimistic. You can call me paranoid by saying this, but for whatever reason, every single time a quarter, a quarter, a quarterback gets paid, they literally just fall off a cliff, and I don't know why. So, I mean, like, I'm probably
0: yeah. I feel like it's the same thing as like regular work. Like if if you're getting just like a huge raise but not getting any other responsibility, <laughs> it's like you have nothing, <laughs> right? This, nothing this is what's to happening. Worry about yeah, yeah, it's like I'm doing yeah. the same job. It's not like I was a manager before, and now I'm like the chief financial officer. It's like, nope, still the quarterback. Still got my blue belt, jujitsu <laughs> belt to attack a Um, No, but all jokes aside with that, like I think this upcoming season is the next season to really kind of see where Tua stands, just franchise tag him, see where you go from there. We need to build the O lineup again. We have three offensive linemen that are unrestricted free agents this offseason. Yeah. So. I say load up again one more time and, and let it rip. Derrick Henry, come on in. Run it back. The defense and run it back. And then from there, we can go from there. But um, I think you said it last week, Juan. Like, this is if, if you get rid of him, it's just you're claiming rebuild, which... Yeah. Who knows? These other teams have been having these special circumstances like CJ Stroud, the Texans, and DeMarco, Murray, uh, the Mika Ryans. Uh, but I can almost guarantee you that will not be us. <laughs> that will not be how the Dolphins <laughs> yeah. season goes in a rebuild. So...
1: Yeah, it's, you it's... On the Derrick Henry training.
0: Oh yeah. 100%. I'm I'm an, I'm an Alabama alum too, so I just want I want the twoagers, I want the Derrick Henry jersey. Just stock it yeah. up on Alabama pride, baby. What oh, what John
2: God. what John doesn't mention cuz he's a very modest individual, but he's actually boys with Derrick Henry. There is a picture of him floating around on Instagram where nice. they're literally just hanging out cuz John Bama alumni, he was there when uh, Derrick Henry was also there. So so they're boys. That that's John's boy, I'm sure. After this podcast, you know, Derek Henry's gonna text him, like, Yo man, how'd the episode go? Like give me a shout out. Uh, and John's gonna be like, Oh my god, bro, this guy's so meaty. Nah, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm hooking
0: him up with uh with my realtor, you know, I'm, we're looking for properties right now for him. So mm-hmm. like, yeah.
2: that's that's I the take worry. that the rest of the media won't tell you, but you know, we we got the inside <laughs> with uh with Derek Henry. So he he'll be in Miami. We'll, we'll like we we will make it man, we'll make it happen. I,
1: like yeah. him. I think he's a great for the crowd. You know, yep. also Goleman. Um, we have yeah, something for like that we struggled in. 'Cause Because I, oh. I love I love Mosaic and I love HA. I'm I'm so happy with, like having them. You know, Mosaic's 31. It's the best. This is the best year mm-hmm. he's in. Um will he, he can do it again next season? I don't know. that's that's to see. So I just don't want to pay an honorable leg for Derek you know, Henry. Yeah. That's the especially he's at the end of his Career, uh, not to say that he doesn't have left in the tank, but he's definitely towards you know the, the end of it. So I mean, I'm, not, I'm not trying to pay the guy a crazy amount of money. Yeah, to man. To the
0: yeah, the, the caps interesting. This tough. A really but, interesting like negotiation, uh, with any team he goes to for that exact reason. Like I would say he is the anomaly where he like you know he will like um you know live past the. The usual tread for a running back just because of how much of a beast he is. And he's very diligent in like his workout and stuff and staying in shape, but still like, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up and for how much and how often.
2: Yeah. Our, our cap situation, um, for lack of a better term, we are in cap hell. I mean, we paid (laughs) Tyreek Hill a boatload of money. Um, Jalen Ramsey paid him a boatload of money. And like, we're not going to be able to keep everyone. Um, so, you know, another yeah. polarizing debate that you're seeing on Twitter and all other platforms discussing sports is, like, who do we let go? Because we can't keep people like Xavier Howard. We can't keep people like Teron Armstead. He's gone, bro. Yeah, like, he's he's gone, bro. I, I wish he wasn't because I love the guy. And um, You know,
1: he has the most interceptions in the last six years. Yeah. So, losing him is going to be a big hit. But, bro, I think it's 47, 49. Million over projected, so yeah, that's <laughs> insane. Kendash, it's gonna be cuts out for sure, or something. Yeah, I'm expecting uh, a little bit,
2: it is, but I feel like the best we can do is just put our faith in uh McDaniel, put our faith in Chris Greer. Um, I'm a big fan Everybody of Chris. On
1: Chris Greer
2: I, I was just about to say that it's a lot of people really genuinely dislike him. That's also another polarizing individual in, like, the Miami Dolphins community, which I don't understand because I'm here thinking, like, he got us McDaniel, he got us Tyreek, he got us Jalen Ramsey, like, all of these incredible pieces. Like, it's not his fault that we couldn't perform during the wild card round, but, like, he has done his yeah, job. He
1: did his job, absolutely. Yeah. And it's just crazy to me because, like, I'm looking at, you know, the last three years prior to who, who did we sound that was that crazy? Oh, was like, and this year, like for me, I was surprised when we got Terry, you know? And I was surprised when we got Jalen, so I was like, yo, Chris Green is killing it. And then everyone was giving him praise, you know? Everyone was giving him praise, and then lost everybody was just shooting him, saying he needs to go. And I'm like, not a my fans, yeah. my fake fans, again, you know? Most- like, just like last year, oh, Pat Riley. He needs to go. So he needs to go. And it's like, dude, we just went to the, you know, Eastern conference finals. Like, come on. Yeah. Shut your trap, man.
2: Most yeah. spoiled fans in the world, bro. But again, I feel like we're trying to change that narrative and show us that we're not spoiled fans. We are just passionate fans. We just deeply <laughs> care about our team. So that's the spin zone that... I'm trying to give it because yeah, I'm I'm fully I'm fully there with you Woo, that, you know, some of these people saying it's just like, oh, clear house, clean house. And it's just like, whoa, like timeout, timeout. Like we've been doing pretty good, man. Like there's room for improvement. But again, the second you start clearing house, you are signaling rebuild. And I don't think that is where we are. We still have a good two year window, in my opinion. So they right have now. all my faith uh, this offseason and whatever they do, I support it. If they draft you know, only long snappers in the, in the draft, <laughs> I'm going to be like, all right, I, I don't no really punter. get, I don't really, yeah. Like long snappers and punter. I'm going to be like, okay, don't, I don't see the science yet, but Hey, uh, there's a reason I don't work for the dolphins and these guys do. So maybe, you know, yeah, yeah. they're seeing a vision, but whatever gotta, they do,
0: I will support it. I got to say during this conversation, I've had my reality change a little bit. Like I'm actually kind of a little bit pessimistic now, just like listening to you guys talk and like looking on like the cap tracker. It's like, to to Greer, the GM's like point, like he did the new GM meta. He loaded up. He got the team ready to win. Now they didn't win, and as you saw with like the other teams that have done that, like the Rams, for example, it's been what like two, three seasons since they they had that run to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I don't know. All I know is that we need to draft people in this draft that can play now, because yeah. And then my, the reason why I start getting like a little bit suspicious on that is that we need an O line. And no, like, O-linemen that get drafted play at a high level to start. It's like a two- to three-year development at the least. So, I'm a little nervous. I'm officially nervous. Bucket we ball, but I'm nervous.
2: Bucket <laughs> we ball, but very, very timidly.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not even lying. I'm also um, uh, do well, but I think other teams around us are getting better. It's just like, you know, we need to make we need to make something happen. I think you know to your point, the O line is huge. It's important. Yeah. It was, the season before that we were we were still worried about the O line. his blind side because he was getting annihilated. You know, and obviously having the concussions and stuff like that. And, oh, is he gonna stay? Is he you know people should he should retire like, Alright, chill. Like you are going a to little too far. You know, and yeah, it's just, it's insane.
2: Yeah, man. It's, I feel like we're not gonna, we're not gonna get all the answers um, on this week's episode. Maybe next week we will figure out all the answers, but <laughs> yeah, man, it's, I, I think the one thing we can probably agree on is that it's it's a very mysterious road. Um, and I feel probably the best advice that we can give anyone listening to this that might be in the same boat is try not to think about it too hard. Cause I feel like if you start looking I mean, John, literally right here, started looking at the at the cap situation and just went full pessimistic. I think yeah. the best thing you can do is don't look at cap numbers, try to stay away from the negative, you know, press and just try and have faith, man. I feel like that's been my approach. I'm just like, namaste, you know, whatever happens, happens, bro. Um, and I'm just trying not to get stressed about it. It is what it is. I have, I have a good
0: way to lead this subject in a positive note. The bills are in worse cap hell than we are. So...
1: That's nice to play. I think Stefan right. uh, Diggs is out of there.
0: Oh, 100
2: percent We could not afford <laughs> Stefan Diggs. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I would you're I would not. love that. But unless that guy like wanted to get paid in uh in like uh, pastelitos and uh, croquetas, <laughs> uh, there's no way we can afford that guy. Like, <laughs> like I don't know, bro. We they, they they would have to pull um like what the MLB did uh, with um with this guy. And somehow agreed to like defer his payments, uh, which I don't even think in the NFL um, you can Either do. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, can't do that. Yeah. Best we can do is just stay optimistic. But changing topics a little bit, um, we definitely got to talk about Inter Miami. So I know Woo, you're a big, big Inter Miami soccer fan in general. Um, so John, I'll let you take this one, bro, because I know you're a much more uh, Inter Miami fan than I am. What do we talk? What do we want to talk about? What are some of the headlines?
0: Yeah, so the season's officially started. Well, it's the preseason, but uh, the first game Luis Suarez played last night in El Salvador, which, uh, yeah, use your imagination on that one. That's the most random preseason game I think I've ever seen. Um, I
1: think the whole preseason is random. It's just all what they have left in Saudi Arabia. They went from El Salvador to Dallas, I think they're playing Dallas today, to then go to Saudi Arabia to play two games and then somewhere else. So it's yep. super random, super yep. duper random.
0: They're definitely playing the uh get as much money as we possibly can make by shilling Suarez, Messi, and the rest of them across the world. Um, But, yeah, like you said, they're going to Dallas next, uh, and then they're going to Saudi Arabia, which is actually really exciting. And I say that because they're going to be playing against Ronaldo uh, and Neymar's team. Obviously, they're not playing there, but I'm super excited for that. Um. The bad news, of course, that came out of last night, because it was a horrible game. I watched some of it, and it was just miserable. Cool atmosphere, obviously, like uh, Central America, South America football match is is beautiful. Everyone's excited to see Messi, but it sucks. 0-0, zero, zero, and we had an injury with uh, Farias. Torres ACL, ACL scored three goals and two assists last season. He was going to be a big star uh, this year, 21 years old, so that hurts. But on the bright side, I guess uh, more time for other people to shine, but... um. What do, you, what do you think is going to happen this season, Wu, on the Inter-Miami side? What is your uh, your outlook for, for the results?
1: Um, first of all, I think having all these players, and now that Suarez is here, it's going to be, it's bringing so much money to the team, to MLS. Like, even outside, right? Like, when I saw when the, the buses were going to the outside, and all the people that were there, I'm like, yo, that's crazy. So it just shows you that soccer around the world is just, it's its a growing sport and it's something that we need to grow here in the States. And Messi and bringing all these people is actually doing that. So I'm excited for that. I think, um, you know, I'm hoping that they, I know they got other commitments to, you know, their teams and stuff, um, because I feel like when Messi came, like he played some games and that was great and then he was off for like two, or three games. And then he played again, and he was off another two of the games. So I felt like we had a chance last season to like slide into the playoffs if he had played like one game. Um, that, that he was sitting out. So I wanted to see this season, and all of them play a substantial amount of games to get us in position to to win, to or to compete, really. And I would like like these in season, you know, uh, trophies <laughs> that, 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 that they have, like right? These tournaments are and you know, just like how we want, I think we we continue to do that.
0: Oh yeah, we're we're Team Messi Quad here. We're going for all every every trophy that we play, in, we're going for it. That's that's my optimism. That's my perspective, and um, to your point as far as like playing, like I agree, and I think that these guys will. I think they're gonna run themselves into the ground this year because like I think they all know. This is kind of like their one shot. Like we're old, we're uh, we're here together. This is our first full season, and probably gonna be their only full season. Because yeah, I think and I hope they give it their all. They run themselves in the ground, and they get the results that we all want out of it. Happily ever after uh, into the sunset of the Copa América and, and World Cup. But yeah, I'm optimistic and I'm excited. So
1: I think there's a lot at stake here, bro. It's not it's not really just. Into Miami. I think it's MLS um, in general. I think there's, you know, this is for, um, it's for all the marbles, bro. It's to get all these kids um, excited about playing, to get all the you know, sponsorships here in the U.S., to get all the subscribers on Apple TV. Like, there's a lot of money running on this, you know what I'm saying? Especially yeah. on the money that Messi. I don't even remember the money that we gave Suarez and uh, certain uh, Sergio and um, what's the third one? Jordi Alba. Yeah, Jordi Alba. So uh, and Yeah. We're still building, uh, you know, the stadium. You know what I'm saying? That's supposed to come in, I think, 2025 or 2026. I just passed by, you know, yesterday. Uh, they're building it where there used to be a golf course. And I'm like, you know, i remember seeing the renderings to the place, and I'm like, yo, oh, this place is going to be rocking. Yeah. Right? But in order for that to be rocking, people need to find love on the list. And I feel like this is the year. You know, last year was like a appetizer, right? Like Messi came. It was amazing. That's great. But it wasn't a full like, season. So this season, I think, having all of them together, like you said, I think this is a one and done, at least for having all four. I think Messi's going to be here maybe one more year. Um, well, yeah, we'll see from there. I'm excited. I'm dying I haven't been to a game yet. So, They're lit. They're lit. Yeah, I'm super good.
2: So, super excited. I, I have a take that I think you guys might or may not agree with. But uh, just because we started uh, this particular uh, portion of the podcast um, talking about um, Inter-Miami's uh, playing in El Salvador, um, so I don't know if you guys follow the president of El Salvador on Twitter, but I do. And he re- and when that game was happening, he posted a photo where he was in the locker room with the team and there was one specific photo where it showed his back and then Messi was uh, looking somewhat near the camera, which I thought was the craziest crossover I did not have in my, I did not have that in my 2024 bingo card. <laughs> but here's my theory. So El Salvador was... I think still is the only country where BTC is widely accepted as a normal form of payment. And the president of El Salvador, Naive Bukele, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, is a huge proponent of Bitcoin as well. So I'm a big believer that there's potentially some attempt to try and pump Bitcoin a little bit more. Because if you look at it, it's been way up in the past three months. Their first game was in El Salvador. Nayib Bukele, huge proponent of El Salvador. One of their other matches will be in Saudi Arabia, another nation that is slowly but surely beginning to adopt Bitcoin. And there's been rumors about Apple, you know, Apple having a big stake in uh, the streaming rights for the MLS uh, that they've been trying to implement in the past few months has also been trying to adopt BTC as a form of payment. So in my mind, I'm here thinking like, hmm, there's gotta there's there's a connection there somehow, but again, maybe all of these weird matches that are occurring might be an attempt to get the price of Bitcoin up. So in conclusion, we should probably start loading up on some more cryptocurrency <laughs> as the season progresses. That's my take on that.
1: Messy BTC.
2: <laughs> Could be.
1: I mean I mean I'm 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 all in on Bitcoin. I think it's definitely gonna be in the future. So I'm excited to see it. Yeah, go, go into sports as well.
2: I mean, they they did just the SEC did recently approve the um, uh, the cryptocurrency ETF. So, so it's an interesting future. I fully agree. You know, I'm invested uh, right now mostly in BTC as well as Ethereum. So there's a future there to be had, and maybe MLS and Mace and Messi might be a part of it. Who knows? Again, not financial advice though.
0: I like that those takes, so that's interesting. Like you, you you hear about like the financial terms and stuff like that, but yeah, you don't really hear about it in sports. You've heard some athletes taking like their paychecks in Bitcoin, not recently, but some years ago. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's it's one headline away from being like a huge talking point, I'm sure. Um yeah. in regards to, to that. So that's that's a that'll be something interesting to kind of track moving forward. Yeah. yeah. I
1: think we're a few years away from it. I wanna say like anywhere from the three to five, honestly.
2: I think so, man. I feel like we're we're about to be at a cusp where there just has to be some sort of paradigm shift there where it's it's gonna become it's slowly but surely becoming a lot more widely adopted I mean before the hard rock bet app, I was getting all of my uh betting payouts via via cryptocurrency you know when I was doing it <coughs> illegally <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, eventually, eventually my crypto wallet got flagged and it's just like, hey, we've been noticing some uh, interesting transactions. Don't be doing those anymore. Um, but yeah, no, I fully I fully agree with you on that one, man. Boys. Yeah. So our last topic for today. Yeah, I man, we've got to talk about a little bit of uh, Miami Heat here. So the biggest headline that happened recently was that the Miami Heat retired uh, Udonis uh, Hoslem's jersey. Um, so he is a very interesting figure. He actually played at a uh, university of Florida, which is where I went to school. Um, he was Miami born and raised, you know, he's been with the organization for close to two decades. Um, I want to say, and then on, uh, recently got his Jersey retired. They had a whole thing. They raised it up in the banners. So really cool to see, man. I mean, I think if there's a guy that, embo- I don't, or I want to say, I don't think there's a guy that embodies heat culture more than, uh, than UD does. Um, absolutely sensational. I mean, he was here for all three championships, played a pivotal role. Um, and you can definitely tell who was a new Miami Heat fan whenever they say, oh, Udonis doesn't deserve that. And it's just like, nah, bro, you obviously don't know ball because the way that he contributed to the Miami Heat organization, like he left the legacy, he mentored a lot of the younger guys. Um, so I was really happy to see it. What I was not happy to see was that on that same night that they retired his or they hung his jersey up in the banners, they lost. To Atlanta so in the most typical Miami Heat fashion of course a very special night for a very special player the Heat drop one to a fairly mediocre Atlanta Hawks team so one point, five, Insane. One point literally Insane. So I think it was a great night man. it was
1: a beautiful thing to um, UD man. Um, he's been such a even off the field if you look at the stuff that he does off the field for the community um you know, it's, it's been such an amazing thing to see him. Like, I've been to some of his events, like, with his foundation and stuff. Um, So, I've seen my first time, and he's he's just a great dude overall, man. And for me, um, if you look at it, like, I don't think you're going to see many teams put up for it because, you know, he's not up there because of his stats. Like, let's, let's keep on it, you know. He's not up there because his stats. He was up there because he put everything on the line, like, he gave it all every single time, you know. And even financially, like, to get to Big Three, he took a pay cut, you know. And this is from somebody who's not a superstar. Right? Like, usually, the last superstar would take a pay cut for somebody else. Like, this is somebody who was, yeah, I mean, he was getting paid millions as well, but he took a pay cut to bring, like, get everybody on the board. So, and not just once. You know, he did it, I think it was two times or three times. So, I feel like this is a thank you as well from the Miami Heat, you know, from the Harrison family. Like, thank you for doing what you did. You know, we see you, we appreciate you, and we want you to, to know that you're going to have, like, one of the highest, um, you know, honors in Heat culture by having your jersey up. you know, not going to a statue, but you're going to get your jersey up. Like, there's a handful of jerseys up there. And, like, let's be real. There's other players that have played with us who have been better they in their jersey up there. You know? And there's other players and other teams who are, those teams are, put their jersey up, and they're better in This is a, a, an honor for an all-around player and all-around man, like, an all-around community. Like, this is, I think, to me, was like a thank you for all that you've done um, in this state.
2: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, don't think you could have put it any better than that. Yeah. It's he's up there again, as messed up as it sounds, not because of the box score that he was putting up uh, game to game, but yeah, literally it was because of what he embodied and what he did for the organization. I mean, that level of selflessness, it's, it's probably going to be more rare to see in the league. A lot more players have a much more, you know, me mentality rather than a we mentality. You know, he was a guy that you could make an argument, always put the uh, the team and the city before himself. So I 100 percent agree. I think that's really the reason. But even then, when you go back and look at the tape, um, he was filthy from mid-range. He was a baller. Like at his peak, he like was a fucking baller, bro. And you can you cannot, you know, tell the story of Miami Heat basketball without including UD. You know, people think the Heat, obviously they think Shaq, Braun, D-Wade, now more recently, Jimmy Butler, but you cannot tell the story of this organization without talking about UD. Um, And anyone who says that he did not deserve his jersey to go up in the banners, again, like I say this phrase a lot, but in that particular case, like you do not know ball. If you're saying that UD, like you just do not know ball. (laughs) You are not a real Miami Heat fan. And I please go back and ask you to Look at the highlights, look at the tape, and check yourself at the door. So, 100%. Good so he's
1: feedback. one
2: of three
1: players that have been with the team for 20 years. Yeah. You know, there's either Kobe and uh, Dirk. That's yeah, it. That's literally. Hall of, of Famers, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, is he going to be in the Hall of Fame? I don't think so, but I feel like this is his Hall of Fame, right?
2: Exactly, so, bro.
1: So, I'm going
2: to go with that.
1: I'm absolutely go with that. I know he is as well. And I'd love to see him at the end of his career as a, you know, with a leadership role, trying to get all the young people, you know, going and stuff. Um, I used to hate him because I'm like, man, put a UD in. Like, this is, you know, I understand. Like, put him in, let him play. You know what I'm saying? But I know he was, he was really there just to mentor people. Um, and, and I'm okay with that. And seeing him now transition to, you know, in the podcast world, um i love his new show man the OG yeah it's the show. It's, it's, it's good mm-hmm. Hearing his stories and you know i love when he was like you know talking about uh boston and um you know but to me i'm like man i love this guy so i'm all for it
2: yeah man it's love to see it love to see it but the last topic that we want to talk to you about woo just to get your your thoughts um since we're on the topic of the miami Heat, but the one thing we do got to address is, are we making any moves before the February 8th uh, trade deadline? Do you see us getting anyone? So I'll start off that conversation by saying I'm on board with one of the stories that I've seen trending recently. And that is that DeJounte Murray from the Atlanta Hawks supposedly coming to the heat. I would love that. I think that is a stellar addition. So that's probably my hottest take on that topic. Do you have any thoughts on that?
1: I, I like it. and I think. Um, John Murray is like a really cool dude. I saw one podcast he was on. I'm like, yeah, this is something I have to chill with. Like, he's super down the earth, super cool. Um, and he plays, he plays really good, you know? So for me, um, if I had a like, my wish list, have, I had this before the season, was Donovan Mitchell. Oh, yeah. And I don't think that's going to happen, but that was my, I was hoping that was going to happen. Obviously, yeah, we all wanted Dame. I don't know if you guys wanted Dame. Oh, wanted Dame. bro, you
2: know. So on, yeah, um, Yeah, bro, you I'm can, gonna... <laughs> you can, you can ask John the the day that the headline broke that he went to Milwaukee because you can go back in some of our older content and I was just pushing the Dame to Miami agenda as hard as anyone else. So when the news broke out, um. I think I probably could have had like a family member pass away and I wouldn't have been as upset. That that probably sounds really fucked up. <laughs> but <laughs> I think, I think just to emphasize Ooh. how heartbroken I was, uh, it, got, it it was so bad that now I don't believe any rumors anymore. Like that. I see floating around mm-hmm. on Twitter. Cause like, I swear to God, there's it, it's, it's never a true off season and it's never a true, like, you know, free agent season, uh, until you see that pretty much every player like Miami Heat always has interest in um and i no longer buy into anything after the um the dame news so Dejounte Murray is probably the one the one story that you know i'll kind of i'm latching onto right now but even that i'm not i'm not getting my hopes in donovan mitchell i mean that's another one that even before he went to the cavs he was another one that supposedly was going to come to the heat so that's 100% on my wish list but i agree with you um you know i don't know how much i feel about it um to, you know, to kind of conclude my point on that, uh, Barry Jackson, who is, you know, a big, big in the media um, for the Miami Heat, he always trends whenever this happens because he tweeted a while back where his, he literally said, um, they love their team, except reality. Like that was literally something he said. And that is just always something that I come back to anytime we talk about this. It's just like, hey, the Miami Heat, they love their team. We're not picking up any fancy superstars. It is what it is except reality, and that's just what I'm living with now.
1: They're great at developing players, right? And we saw that last year when we had you know, all those real players become like stars. So, yeah, I, I'm not one of those that's like like panicking, like, oh man, right, needs to go, Spawn needs to go. Like, no, I feel like we're one. Missing piece away. Right now, we're we're in a good position. feel fact, we're a little missing piece away. Maybe it is disjointed. I don't know. But um, I think we're gonna definitely not only challenge but surprise a lot of people um at the end of this season. When when it's time to go into the playoffs, I just really feel like you know, with we this well, fully healthy, right? With because we haven't had. Uh, like a whole, like a full healthy couple of games altogether. Jimmy Butler has been out all the time, uh, toe injury, and uh, so I really, I really feel like once healthy, I think we're going to be a problem. How deep we go, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's, you know, Eastern Conference Finals deep again, you know, but... Definitely want to be the shit out of Boston. I hope that's somebody that we play, and I want to destroy them. You know, right now they're number one, and I want to just, I want to destroy them. I want to end their, like, I want them to go home crying, thinking, like, oh man, this was our year. Like, I want to hear them say
2: like, that.
1: This, this was our year. I want to see all the Boston fans just go nuts on Twitter. Like, that's something that will make my day.
2: Oh, dude. Couldn't agree with more, man. Like, nothing is tastier than New England tears. I'll say that much. <laughs> yeah, man. No, um, 100% agree. And I think with that, um, that's a good conclusion to today's episode, man. Just foremost, first and foremost, woo. thank you so much for being here. Just absolutely loved having you as a guest. Loved talking shop with you. Like, you know Ball. Like, a lot of other people out there do not know Ball, but... You absolutely 100% (laughs) knower of ball, man. So absolutely loved having you. Loved all of this, man. And yeah, bro, we will keep a close eye on how everything happens. Dolphins offseason, Miami in-season, any tread deadlines, inter-Miami, a lot to go on, man. But yeah. Uh, So anyone listening, make sure that you check out and tune into Woo's podcast uh, when it drops. I mean, do you have a a date for that that we can promote?
1: Not yet, man. Just uh, stay tuned. Um, I, I hate being a perfectionist and changing up style. And like I was telling John, like, I, you know, I changed my name, like my personal name, so many times, going back and forth. And I need to stop that. And I <laughs> think this weekend kind of hit. Uh, you know, I sat down with with someone, and they were like, "Yo, if, if you guys keep doing this, you're never gonna get it done." So, um, I need to, you know, revisit my. Going through all the stuff and then just getting it done, so I'm looking forward to
2: it. Love it, bro. Well, we're excited about it. We will share the shit out of anything that you put out. Appreciate Um, that, man. And yeah, bro, looking forward to continue uh, collaborating, man. Super excited.
1: That's why I say thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. You guys are doing a great job, bro. You guys are crushing it. Um, and much success to you, man. Much success to this podcast and everyone listening. You know, go back listen to all the episodes. You know what I'm
2: saying. Appreciate and, it, man. Thanks for having me. All right. Not a problem. All right, man. Episode fifteen. We will catch you guys next week. Take Great it easy. Week. Peace.